0: Morgan, before we get started, yeah, I guess the last few months is, uh, since I lost a grandma, you had to lose a grandma.
1: Just copying you there.
0: Trying to take away from my grandma a little Correct. bit. Uh, no, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> Morgan found out today that her grandma passed away this morning. And I know that's obviously been a lot to process, but something yeah. you have started processing in recent months.
1: It's It's so... It's interesting when you see different situations, right? Like when Deuce was processing something, it was pretty sudden with his grandmother who was like a parent figure in his life where my grandmother, uh, we called her more, my mom's mom. And, um, it's been like the last two months. We've kind of been able to process it more. Like she has lung cancer. She is dying and it's, it's happening fast. So, it happened this morning, and she passed away early on this morning, uh, peacefully with one of her five daughters that has been taking care of her. This whole family has just been amazing, giving her a comfortable end of her life. Um, and yeah, uh, more and more, it's it's really interesting talking about her after hearing Deuce's beautiful tribute to his grandmother and, like, what she we was. We don't need to compare tribute. No. And especially I with how good mine was. <laughs> and it's true. And, like, and I know I'm about to say this, and you go, you always make fun of me, but I've always told you this. more was a witch. Like, she was 100%, you guys, like, does magic, was a witch. And I know that sounds funny, but my mom always had this story of her, when my mom was in fifth grade, she came home, and... More and more had this house and we swear there was always ghosts, right? Right. Like, I'm not joking. Every single 18 cousins of mine would be like, yep, we saw some there. I'm not even a ghost person, right? So my mom comes home from the fifth grade and just goes, mom, I have this history question. You know, what was this blah, blah, blah in 1867? Whatever, whatever the history question was. It was something random. Like, I need to research this. I need to know. More and more. She never, my mom will never forget this. More and more just goes over to a wall of books, grabs a random book, like just bop, opens it, boom, goes, there's your answer. And my mom from that moment was like, oh, shit, my mom's a witch. Um, so
0: she was pretty – was she artificial intelligence? Like, honestly, no. Like, was she like chat GPT? Or I she, don't you know.
1: Just- I don't know. But but more, more was definitely like just a very – she, she had a lot of spirituality around her. So it's uh very interesting that she's gone today. And there's been every single sister is like, I swear I felt her. I swear I felt her today. Like, hold me or touch me. And I don't believe in this stuff. But when it comes to Mormor, I'm like, ah, there's a little bit of a belief there.
0: And can you explain the origins behind Mormor?
1: Um, I forget if it was like a Swedish some, it means something in Swedish or something and why. And it just became the thing that we all called her. And Mormor was a cigarette-smoking, bacon-loving um you know, just joyful. Sounds old like an American lady. to me. Yeah, like literally. I don't know. Like there was a cigarette in her hand at all times and she would microwave bacon. And I was lucky enough to spend some time with her, a lot of time with her uh, in my early 20s. She needed help and I got to take care of her. And we would run errands together all the time, and she would always make me just like run in. I always I learned about her cigarettes. Never smoked them, but I learned so much about cigarettes <laughs> and how much people waste on tobacco um, and the addiction of it.
0: She wasted none, right? I mean, it went. No,
1: yeah, no, it yeah, just okay. It, it went, yeah, it straight into her body, and she enjoyed her life with the way that she lived it. And so, um, Mormor was just, um, you know, a great grandmother to her eighteen. 18- Grandchildren, God, there were so many of us, and she just was always about like the importance of family and keeping us all together. And we we grew up always all hanging out together, you know, like lives kind of spread apart as we got older. But um, what a cool grandma to have in our lives during that time, and I'm just really thankful that there was a grandma in my life that I got to experience that with. So. Rest in peace. More and more. Well, I know you're around actually, so never mind. Loyal Sack Kings fan <laughs> says
0: no wonder your mom writes scary books. She right. Grew, she grew up in a house of ghosts.
1: Seriously though. Come how, on now. How
0: do you feel? Like how do you think she feels now? You mean she's still with us, maybe she should make an appearance tonight. No, uh. that when the door is open, that's not her coming in. Like if something broom. falls. I mean no tears or i mean i was pouring my heart out you just kind of like
1: i i've had my tears on and off today and like i'm just kidding no explain it oh please explain
0: oh the see this is where you're so much better at dealing with this stuff you're very like and here i am like hey uh joke yeah smoked a (laughs) cigarette. hey take away from my grandma died
1: of lung cancer (laughs) we're doing dark jokes Hey, no, no, but, 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 um, you you, you can proceed with, uh, what you're going to say.
0: Uh, All I was going to say is, um, you're sick, Hey, chat, let's, uh, give, let's give more,
1: more, hell yeah. Give me a hell yeah. I like that. Hell yeah, more, more. Appreciate all of you guys, seriously. And thank you for being there for me today, you know, because it's always, it's weird when you have to call a game sometimes and be energetic, but at the same time, like, you just made me feel like, hey, just have fun today and do what you gotta do. And it was great.
0: I mean, I also told you you didn't need to go like you the did. game. I could have done it by you myself. You did,
1: but- and no, and I'm so glad yeah. I did it. Um, even though the Stockton Kings lost. But hey, the Sacramento Kings won. Deuce
0: and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo.
1: Deuce and Moe, the podcast that
0: you know. Hey, welcome in to the Deuce and Moe podcast. In about damn time, the Kings finally get a win on this five-game homestand, taking care of the Orlando Magic tonight. 136-111 on a night where they make franchise history, hitting a record 23-3 balls. Deli with the clincher late. And the Kings get a much-needed victory on the home floor. They improve to 21-18 and 18 on the season. Now with a game-and-a-half lead in the Pacific Division. A lot to go over. We'll go over the highs and lows of this one.
1: I'm Deuce Mason.
0: That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo?
1: Just fantastic. Just fantastic, Just huh? fantastic. Just fantastic. Uh, um, I needed this win today, so um, it felt really good to see the beam lit. People happy. We're talking about what a good team is supposed to do if you want to be identified as a good team.
0: I love that song. Thank you. What how's it go after that?
1: Um, if you wanna be a good team, you, you gotta, gotta win a, win a, lot, a lot of g- games, games including, including home ones. Ones. Good is that, yeah. that good? <laughs> I was just gonna copy whatever you said.
0: I was trying to go with you.
1: Oh, well, you took over, so then I couldn't even keep going. If you want to be a good team, you got to be a good teammate first.
0: Unlike Morgan, who sucks. I didn't really say it. (laughs) So the Kings got the win. I did not think the show was going to be starting this way, uh, but we are recording this. Late on a Monday night, just after 11 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. What you just said is so accurate. What you're just saying is so accurate. Look, you're not going to win by a, a billion points every night, but when you take on the bad teams on your home floor, this is what you're supposed to do, right? You're, you're supposed to have games at the end where maybe Delhi's hitting threes at the end, yeah. right? The guys <laughs> who maybe don't get to play a lot are getting some minutes. And I was very curious what kind of Kings team we're going to see tonight. After last game, It was pretty frustrating because this this Kings team had lost two games on the home floor against two teams below five hundred. The points in the paint thing continues to be a a huge story, (laughs) not only for this stretch, but it's gotten worse. And then for the season, and then you break it down where they're 3-5 and in their last eight home games, you're going, these could be missed opportunities when you look at the end of the season. If you lose games like this, it could really hurt you. So tonight was so necessary And this is an Orlando team that had been playing much better basketball as of late. 10 and 5 over the last 15 games. Bancaro's back. He's an absolute stud. I like the response from Sacramento in this game, and obviously it helps when you make a shit ton of shots.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, that... We know, we already know it. You're not going to make all your shots every single night, but you damn well better make them when you're playing against a team that isn't contesting all of your shots from the outside, that is trying to throw a zone at you when you are a good shooting team. Most nights, out of, you know, for the most part, you are a. Uh, a good shooting team and everything so it was nice to see them capitalize on that but i think my favorite part is the word you use the response that's what we've seen from this king squad is the way that they are down to respond after losses after bad basketball being sure. played it was frustrating when you saw um what was it lakers hawks right yeah. yep so it was Lakers-Hawks, those lost. So you wanted to see the response after the Hawks game. You still didn't feel it in that Lakers game. Um, really lost there at the end, right? One of those frustrating losses. So the response from that to really clobber a team like the Orlando Magic on your home floor was exactly what we all needed to see tonight from the squad.
0: Yeah, I was a little nervous even after the first quarter because the Kings did, they were they shot red hot. And you're like, is this going to be one of those nights where you need to score a ton of points just to have a chance to win? They put up 41 points in that first quarter. They knocked down seven threes. The ball's moving great. They shoot just under 71%. But I got to be honest, at the end of that quarter, I was looking at one thing, and that was the fact that Orlando had 18 points in the paint mm. on 9 of 12. Barf. And you're going... This is, you may be able to escape this way playing against Orlando, but th- like long term, this is not going to be good. And to the Kings' credit, at the end of the game, that number was much better. It ends up being 42 points in the paint. It's pretty significant. The last time they played Orlando, the Magic had 78 points in the paint. Obviously, a little different. No bull bull in this game, but still.
1: They had to win on a game winning shot I from mean, Darren Fox.
0: Recently, it's been whoever the kings play go ahead and chalk up 58 to 65 points in the paint and for this talk. number tonight to be at 42 was definitely encouraging and it was definitely encouraging for mike brown after the game uh who talked about it i think oh did he you get to
1: the nearest uh food mart or something like that and i mean i'm gonna try to win that mega billion or whatever i'm a 42 42 42 42 42. I'm going to put 42 across the board. That's it. I'm excited about 42 right now so I got to go put something on that for that mega billion that's out there. Hmm. Any questions? Yeah, you. Huh? You want to elaborate on point in the thing? Is that like, Oh, yes. That's it. 42. That's all I usually I go
2: in this long freaking soliloquy, you know, but no. It's about 42, baby. 42. Isn't Babe Ruth 42? Jackie Robinson? Robinson? Okay. Jackie Robinson. I knew somebody. (laughs) Hey. Hey. All I know is points in the paint. 42.
1: 42. You guys got to hurry up.
0: He loved that. He loved that. He loved that whole line. I don't think it got the reaction he wanted initially because you're like, why does he keep saying 42, 42, 42? It was like, yeah.
1: It's points in the paint, media, wake up. He's like, how is everyone not as excited as me about this? <laughs> and I think once they got the point, they understood the angle of the game and the point of emphasis on the game. And it was points in the paint, how... Do you respond even from the last time that you played this team? Kings did a much better job, much if, better game plan.
0: If Mike Brown did that and literally went 42, 42, 42 and one, do you think he would keep being the Kings head coach or would he? Just...
1: Yes. When basketball is in your blood. Yeah. You're not, you're not stopping. Oh, 100%. Well,
0: one, I'd be like, this thing is rigged. 42. The guy picked 42. It's the meaning hour.
1: to life. I, I don't. What is that? What movie is that? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Never heard of it. Oh, come on. Okay. I've never seen it. You've never even read the book
0: No I, oh no, I haven't I've heard like forty two and then i I think you've explained this to me before and I still don't get it forty two is the meaning of life
1: it, it's a it's yeah thank you for other people understanding um anyway. Uh, oh, th- I'm getting guess what? some There's notes. There's a lot of people who don't.
0: There's a lot of people who don't.
1: Oh, uh, that's great. Shut and up.
0: Wizard talking about TikTok. You're right. If if if, I, if it's not on TikTok, I don't know about it.
1: Oh, get, that's oh how I get everything God. You could out. probably find it on TikTok. <laughs>
0: Honestly, you can't.
1: Anyway, Mike Brown should go and put 42 down on all of his numbers.
0: Uh, no, just super encouraging. I, I felt like, especially if the Kings are going to have any type of playoff hopes, you have to clean it up. And... Yep. You know, Orlando is not a great team. They're not a good offensive team. You know this. But I also know that this team has size and length that it worries you a little bit. Yeah. And so I was concerned about it going into this game. I thought the Kings rotations were just better. I thought they just looked like they were communicating better. And some of it, people want to break it down so much as like, this guy's a mess. It's like, no, they they can do it better. They may not be elite. But they could be better than what they've been.
1: Well, what was fun about going back and actually watching the game, uh, most of the game, and seeing the parts where, okay, I want to know what the Kings did so well on the defensive end to actually... Stop this team from scoring in the paint. At times, I felt like Orlando did start to settle, but I think because they were having a difficult time getting into the paint, guys were on strings. When Shimeze Metu come in, came in, I know we'll talk about individuals, but when Metu came in, he brought a different type of intensity, even on that end of the floor. You saw Davion Mitchell, the pressure he was putting on. Oh, I mean, that,
0: that rip away he on on Big Hero, yeah. And then
1: Keegan hits the three, uh, beautiful. Right there was there ben was Hero's a, driving him. Give me that. Just like that. Yeah, that's that. his face and everything. Good. So, those defensive moments, though, you, you felt the Kings working on a string and as a team. And I just thought it was so effective the way that they understood from a mental standpoint oh, yeah, this is our point of emphasis, and this is what we're going to do really well. Now, Orlando still had some of their line drives. I mean, you had um, Markel Fultz and Suggs, like, get you know, get to the hoop, but they're good players. Like, that's going to happen sure. at times.
0: I thought the other thing the Kings did well was respond. You know, in that second quarter, Orlando goes into his own. And this is something that I just hope that, hey... Let's rehash some stuff at practice tomorrow. And I'm sure Mike Brown will. You know, you listen to Kevin Herter on Zach Lowe's podcast, and he's like, no, when we practice, we practice. He says our shoot-arounds are like 90 minutes. Brown is super detailed. So I imagine they'll go over the zone stuff. But when Orlando goes into the zone, it completely threw off the kinks. It, and
1: it does that to a lot of teams, it, but yes. It's fine if it
0: throws you off for a possession. But figure it out. But it's got it. And there was a few-minute stretch where the Kings just were not executing at all. And what changed was the fact that they'd get a stop and push the pace, and then Orlando couldn't get set. Orlando got back into this game because of that zone defense.
1: Yeah, and I think, obviously, being able to push the pace and – Um, not allow them to set up on the defense men did help, but also hitting those outside shots helped, right? Because a lot of times that zone will keep guys out along the perimeter and you just pass the ball around the horn, and then that's what you usually want a, a, a team to settle on those outside shots. Kings were hitting those outside shots, but then when they wanted to get things going again, you saw guys making more decisive plays on the offensive end instead of trying to break the zone with too many dribbles. They started moving the ball around Bodies started flowing around a little bit more
0: attack the gaps.
1: It was all of the, it was like they started understanding at a higher level, what that just simplifying the game and what they needed to do to break that zone. Um, And when they did, Orlando had to go back to that man defense, and that's when, again, the Kings were able to dominate, whether it was pass the ball to Sabonis down low or just work everyone in the two-man game and move the ball quick with the pass.
0: It was 50-44 Sacramento at the five-minute mark, so that zone was pretty effective. Then what I really thought the game swung was they were still in the zone. It was 53-45 Sacramento. HB comes back in transition and hits a three, a quick three. Harrison Barnes.
1: What? Or- what was he tonight? I mean, are they going to drug test him now tomorrow too?
0: Oh, you 100% drug <laughs> test Harrison yes. Barnes after a night like tonight. HB <laughs> had 30 points. He missed two shots, 11 for 13. One of them, actually, I thought he got fouled. No call. He was 6 of 7 from 3, and he was 2 of 3 at the free throw line. I mean, He got great looks, and he knocked them down, and that's... I've been a little surprised at his ineffectiveness from three overall this season, sure. especially early. It was good to see him knock some down tonight.
1: He was shooting with so much confidence, but I also you say he got some good looks. It was his shot selection too, right? Like he he looked to score, where I think sometimes he Will look to force to score, and this is all players. So I'm not just it's not just a knock on HB and his style of play. There's sometimes guys will like force something to score, or they will be passive and um, make sure to move the ball around more. Harrison Barnes was feeling it, and you could tell he was feeling it. So. When he saw an open shot and he understood his confidence and his ability to make a shot tonight, he was taking it. I just thought he did a fantastic job really leading the team with that type of tone too.
0: Yeah, and it felt like Orlando was so worried about the paint. like, And this is what Brown wants out of his team. He wants paint touches that leads to spray threes. They always talk spray threes. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of those in this game. I felt like when the Kings missed threes tonight, it felt like there was no passing. It was like a guy that was just going to... Quick three. A quick three off no ball movement.
1: De'Aaron Fox with his... Yeah, De'Aaron with his,
0: I, did that yeah. a couple times tonight. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Harrison was outstanding. He he le- leads a team in scoring with 30. And it's kind of crazy to think about all the players who have scored 30 or more for the Kings, which I feel like is pretty rare, right? Sabonis so has, hasn't hurt her. I don't, I
1: don't remember Fox, these numbers. You remember all these? Terrence Davis. I have, Davis, have a, a graphic in Harrison front of my Barnes. face and be like, here is your list. Good job. Someone in the chat helped me out. Yeah. I appreciate that. Will Z stats usually on Twitter. has. Yeah. I did
0: like not that. appreciate some of the numbers being thrown out there. Like Steven Brown, 42 is the age where Deuce's hair will completely fall out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so stupid.
0: Um, Rory says that HB will probably test positive for multivitamins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> great bit. Great bit.
0: Oh, That's actually pretty good.
1: Oh, you guys are funny. Eight players in double figures tonight, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Way. No, that was great. And th- that leads to the poll question. Appreciate you guys being here. Make sure if you're here, hit the thumbs up, subscribe. The poll question was Who was your dog of the game? It's been a minute since we've done that. I, I miss love the it. dog of the game. I love it. The dog of the game options tonight Harrison Barnes, Chemeze Metu, uh-huh. Malik Monk, or Trey Lyles? Those. I, you know what I'm happy about? I'm happy that I could put those four down as that's dog cool. of the game
1: yeah. candidates. Even though Sabonis had like his 17th uh, consecutive double-double the night. and Sabonis and Fox no, were not great I, tonight I either. Know. That's
0: what's crazy. And that that's another thing I liked about tonight's win is, all right, those two weren't great. Who's going to step up? The bench has been kind of disappointing lately. And the bench was big for Sacramento, Morgan. It's not every night you're going to get that type of uh, contribution from the bench where they give you 50-plus points. But when you've got three guys in double figures, that was huge.
1: Yeah, I was I was joking when I was saying add them as um, dog of the game because these guys definitely came in and deserved it. I would give it to Harrison Barnes, but I think the other guy that was right there because he has not played and showed up ready to go was Chimeze Metu. You saw the impact that he made right away when he came into the game, not only with his rebounding ability, but the way that he would be in that dunker spot. And then De'Aaron Fox would dish it to him. Malik Monk would dish it to him. His guys would find him because he put himself in the right places. He was disciplined, knowing where he needed to be on that floor tonight.
0: He came in around the minute 30 mark of that first quarter. Yeah. And they decided to go with him instead of Holmes. You know, this revolving door trying to figure out, all right, who's going to play backup five? Is it going to be Len? Is it going to be Holmes? Uh, Trey Lyle sometimes. Metsu. Metsu got a nice run for a minute. And then... He sits for a long time. I'm with you. I mean, he's my dog of the game too Ooh. because of what he provided. He played exactly what how he played when he was playing well for Sacramento during the yes. stretch. And where I'm giving him a ton of credit is dude, stay ready. How many times are we going to say that with this team this year? Where like rotations may change, you may be out of it for a minute, but be ready because your number's probably going to be called if you're engaged and ready to go. A couple of notes. Chemeze Metus first game his first action since January 1st against the Grizzlies where he played like a minute that Damn. doesn't count we don't no. count that right no no, no. throw that away first time with double digit minutes since December 13th it's the most minutes he's played since December 3rd he ends up tonight playing off the bench 14 minutes he gave Sacramento 11 points My favorite thing, though, the nine rebounds. The guy went up and got boards tonight. He was in the dunker spot. He was in control. He was setting good screens. He played in control. That's exactly what you want from Chemezi Metsu. Yeah,
1: his nine rebounds. I think he ended up getting defensive player of the game chain, the Deepak chain um, from the team, and... I think at times it wasn't necessarily like he was being this dominant defender, but when you look at the rebound, he moved
0: well, he rebounded.
1: I mean, rebounding alone, you're finishing off the defensive possession, right? And then you talk about moving well, he moved disciplined. He moved on that string with the team. There's been so many times where we see him close out wrong or not be able, or he angles, um, a guard, you know, give the, gives them the angle instead of saying, you know, body to body squared up and tonight he just seemed like he understood he had to play at an efficient level out there and do everything right and he he did a lot right tonight
0: should have had more points because he missed that one lob fox through him
1: oh that was tough but i,
0: I did love the and one where he kind of did the like, oh yeah oh,
1: the shoulder suck. roll when
0: herder had that pick got on the ball oh my god that was pretty sweet uh Steven the chess says is- this bench is so dynamic. Someone could sit for six games but get thrown in during the seventh and drop 20 because of a good matchup. Yeah, and, like, that's... I think that's been one of the more interesting things about this year is, like, there's been certain guys who don't play, then they come in, and it's like, oh, they're going to come in and give you 15 points. Like, he was at a double-double tonight. It was a tremendous game for him. And then having Malik Monk back was big. He, you know, he missed last game with the injury. So, you know... Tonight, you got two guys who did not play in the last game come up and combine for what twenty five points or whatever it was. How many points did Monk have?
1: Uh, Monk finished with
0: oh he had, he had 14, fourteen. So they combined for twenty eight points.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And f- then
1: on top of that, though, you just look at the bench too, and there was threes made from the bench, right? And those threes are just such big clutch moments, right? Not not only are you getting them to produce on the defensive end or Chimezi Metu getting those rebounds Malik Monk obviously finding the open man um finishing with six assists tonight but then you look at those three-pointers made Trey Lyles those are such daggers they just keep momentum going and it's like yeah throw a zone at us keep us, push us along the perimeter we're still going to hit these outside shots even if it is our second unit you two for monk uh three for lyle's it was just a great night oh and you even had that corner one from kz akpala
0: kz hit a three tonight yeah one that was really short and then he hit that other corner one uh from De'Aaron fox who You know, didn't have the best game, but we'll go to him in a second. One other thing I want to mention about the threes. Our guy Jason Ross had this, and I thought it was an interesting stat. You had four players, Barnes, Herter, Lyles, and Keegan Murray combined for 18 of 26 from three-point land tonight. Keegan was really good, too. And it was also him moving well defensively. Keegan finished with 15 points. He had three assists, three rebounds on five of seven, shooting five of six from three. The one play of the night that irritated me.
1: Oh, I know which one because we were watching it together. The soft the, dunk.
0: The soft dunk that Fultz came back, chased down block. Great
1: block by Fultz. Great. Shouldn't happen. No.
0: Ke- Come on, Keegs. Go up with authority and dunk that shit. Just dunk it.
1: Just like throw Come on. that shit down. I want down. you. It's Get like You had the lane. Like, yeah. I want you give me a nasty and, and jam we've seen like he's capable of it, it it's not like oh i wish keegan was was like stronger no he's capable he just needs to like feel it in what that it moment. reminded
0: me of, of pwg is this independent wrestling oh. show and i saw a clip today of something they did i guess i did they did it yesterday in their show their big show yeah jericho appreciation society showed up there too but in the match uh in one match Today's episode is sponsored by Wallet
1: Smart Money Podcast.
0: NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money.
1: The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year.
0: Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah
1: because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even
0: that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you she did like uh-huh. they did this in 2014. There is a part where they go slow motion the whole time, like they like.
1: Oh, and it's like they're
0: and the fans participate in their slow and they're motion. Like,
1: yeah, I felt like Keegan
0: Murray in that play went slow motion with it. It don't go slow motion.
1: Dunk, dunk it! Dunk it! It it he did he did he was going up with it like I know someone's trailing more, me. I
0: thought I hit slow on the I hit okay. I hit like the slow we, mode. We
1: get do you slow have any down more slow times on YouTube? se before I break it down. Okay. Any no anymore? Any more? He
0: had a great game. I liked what he saw, and I <laughs> thought he moved well defensively. We talked about the points and the pain thing. I think that's the other thing about tonight's game. They just stayed from their guy better. Right. Yeah. Like they just stayed in front of their man better tonight.
1: Um, just to finish up on that Keegan uh dunk that I wanted to say though, because it was like he felt someone trailing him, but still thought he had it. Where it's like that little bit more of that nasty needs to come through. You've seen it come through a lot more with De'Aaron Fox this season, the way that he wants to throw it down. He's dunked more this season than he did all of last season. So yeah, it's just the little things, but love the way that he was shooting from the outside, too.
0: Here's a great stat from Brett, Brett Usher. Keegan Murray shot five of six from three Monday night. The 22-year-old is now shooting 41% on 5.7 three-point attempts mm. a game. He's on pace to become the first rookie in NBA history to shoot 40-plus percent on five-and-a-half-plus three-point attempts a game for a season.
1: Wow. That's, I mean, considering... Where his minutes have been also throughout the season can in the, the all, slumps and everything that have been gone right. gone on for him. He's gone out of the slump.
0: And the other thing with Keegan is he's not jacking up 30 shots a game. That's
1: it. Mr.
0: Efficiency. I think yes. if anything, my complaint with the king sometimes like, can we get this guy some more looks? Can it, we get him some more shots? Because I feel yeah. like he's much more of a threat. And there are things on his game that you, you want to get better, as we highlighted with that chance for a dunk. And he will. I just think. The other thing that was interesting with G-Man, he was interviewed with G-Man after the game, post-game. Yeah. And G-Man asked him about his his Dumb. hand and how he's feeling. He's like, I'm feeling great. He goes, two more weeks and I get the splint off. That's something that I don't think we've really heard. No. We talked about the timing. So he's wearing, he's got the same kind of splint that Sabonis has, which leads many people to go, they have the same injury that they're playing through. Who knows the severity compared to Sabonis's, whatever. The reality is they're both in that kind of same splint. And he told G-Man tonight, he gets that off in a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. And you love to hear that one, but two, it really makes you understand more and more like, okay, this guy has really been dealing with something that, Um, could have been really affecting his game, you know, compared to what we saw, um, obviously, summer league to preseason and then going into the season. So, yeah, it's great to know that he has a lot of um, high-level basketball that has still to be played by him.
0: Yeah, he ends up with 15 tonight, all five king starters and double figures. And what's crazy is the guys with the fewest points – Sabonis and Fox. Uh, Sabonis had 12 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists on 5 of 12. He was definitely frustrated. Carter got him a couple of times with some blocks. A lot of physicality down there. He didn't like that much, but still has an impact on the game. And yes. Fox missed some gimmies. I thought some of the threes I didn't love. I love so much when Fox is in the kind of that catch and shoot thing, maybe yeah. a little bit off the dribble, but um I thought Fox's night he still set guys up. I mean, he had some amazing passes. A couple to the corner for threes. He had that one to Metsu. A couple to Metsu that were really nice. He ends up with 11 points and nine assists in the game.
1: You're not always going to have those nights where everything's just going right for you. And you could tell it was a little off with his shooting and um, even when those easy ones that you're used to him making, especially in those clutch moments. And those weren't falling for him. It wasn't coming off his hand, right? But like you said, he still did a good job of finding the open guy making things happen create and so much of the defense still collapse and pays so much attention to him because they know what he's capable of
0: someone in the chat just mentioned this i think it was dfw or someone else what saying the best part about tonight sabonis played 31 minutes fox played 28 oh. Herder because of some of the foul trips some of those oh fouls my on god her. the
1: third foul was Trash. bullshit yeah
0: uh, Herter has 14 points on 5 of 12, 4 of 8 from 3, but he only plays 22 minutes. Murray plays 26. That's the benefit when you take care of a team. Get some extra rest.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And you get some of your other guys out there. Um, I mean, I know PJ Dozier... Had, what, just a couple minutes. But he just signed the 10-day contract, so it's great to see him get in there right away. Delhi, like we, you already said, hit that 23rd three, a franchise record for the Sacramento Kings. So. That's going
0: to be a good trivia question down the line. Hey, yeah. when the Kings hit their franchise record, 23 threes in a game against Orlando, um, who was the guy who got that three to set the record? Matthew Delvadova. Crazy thing that just came to my mind. Of course. The Kings got a franchise record in this win over Orlando. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, it must have been 2009 or 10. And I'll, I'll double check it. This is off the top of my head. Orlando set the NBA record with most threes in a game against Sacramento.
1: Real. Oh, you, oh I got to oh, confirm this. He's going to the box right now.
0: Our Magic set NBA record Kings. Let's see. What year did you say? Like 2000. Um. I don't know, nine or ten when Orlando okay. was really good. Okay. Magic set. Wow. Here we go. 2009. Magic make NBA record 23 threes in Route of Kings. And how about the number being Let 23? Me... How about the number being 23 when it was 23 tonight? It all comes full circle. Full
1: circle. Shove it right back in your stupid face, Orlando Yeah, m- I, I was going
0: with the with the uh more oh. more, like your, oh, your grandma, who cute. before the show we were talking about how yeah. she passed away so she and brought she's a the witch.
1: Magic and she was like, yeah. I'm like, oh magic you're in town here's this magic 23 threes for the kings boom 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 i'm gonna light the mother effing beam 23 made
0: threes in 2009 that's it's a like, lot that, yeah i remember at the time oh i can't believe it you believe it now 23 threes you're like that's cute i mean didn't clay have like 11 in a game or something i love it people are saying more and more brought
1: the magic <laughs>
0: gridlock says forget stat muse it's all about stat deuce tonight Look, man. There's oh, there's things God. that stay. They stay with the basketball mind, you know. Shout out to the 4:30 here tonight. As we approach midnight on a Monday. Yeah, hit the damn thumbs up button, please. And make sure awesome. to subscribe as we chase 10,000 subs. Give me a
1: hell yeah. Thank you.
0: Okay, so we've hit on HB, Keegan, Sabonis, Herter, Fox. We talked uh, about the bench. Anything else we should talk about before uh, we get to PJ Dozier?
1: Um, Really quick, just to spread a little bit more love for Kevin Herter, I thought in the time that he was in there, he still did a really good job considering that he was in foul trouble. Um. I wasn't – I thought some were a little bit ticky-tacky, so that's going to happen, and it's going to take – it could usually take a guy completely out of their game, but I thought he still was able to be efficient in the minutes that he wasn't fouling, I guess. Yes. That was it.
0: Yeah, it's – it was nice to have one of these games. I think Sacramento's been playing just so many close games as of late. Yeah. And, you know, I I was worried that this could be another one. It was good for them to get out of it. And now, as you look ahead – you get the next two games against the Houston Rockets, a Rockets team that lost seven straight. They're a mess. Yep. They're a bad team, but they also are athletic. They're young. They're the youngest team in the NBA. And you know, it is the NBA. So you can't dick around with them at all. Uh, But like you said, they they've lost seven in a row. The only reason it's not like (laughs) 13 in a row is because they got a random win against Chicago in there. Kevin board Jr.
1: Had 36 that game.
0: Since they won back-to-back games, this is kind of crazy. I think we remember talking about uh, Houston during this time where they won three out of four, where they beat Philly, lost to San Antonio, beat Milwaukee and Phoenix, and they went three out of four. Guys, this young team figuring uh. it out? They were a nine and 18. Since that game where they beat Phoenix, back-to-back wins,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> they are one and 11.
1: Dude. I mean, shit's bad. Yeah. Right.
0: I knew I knew it was bad when Eric Gordon was asked about, hey, I, I, have, has there been anything like we, you guys have improved on? He's like, no, we have n- absolutely nothing. So the whole point to this is you can't this Damn. can't be a, oh, well, at least you got one. Nope. This is no, you win the next two. And then you go to the Spurs and you beat the Spurs and then you beat OKC. Then all of a sudden.
1: No, I'm serious. Morgan. I know you're serious. I know you this are. This is the
0: stretch. This is the stretch where you
1: kind of parody build in the NBA. Par- you got to think about how you can every- call
0: parody all oh. day long, but the next few teams they play aren't teams that are good. So this is where you need to really add some wins here and it, it, because the schedule is going to get challenging at times, you know, this there are going to be ups and downs, but these are the times you have to take advantage.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And that's why even when I say this, please understand, I am just saying this from a basketball standpoint, um, Playing a team back-to-back is always hard. It doesn't matter if it's G League. It doesn't matter if it's in the NBA. It doesn't matter if you're playing AAU basketball, right? Like, the the adjustments both teams make, whether you lose or whether you win, sometimes people are like, oh, it's not, it's easier to lose the first one because you can find out what you need to build on and change to win the second one. Sometimes people say, oh, it's easier to win or it's it's some harder to win the first one because then you don't, put enough in to make changes on what you still did wrong within that win. So for the Kings, let's say they win the first one, um, on Wednesday against the Houston Rockets Friday. Like it's, I'm not, I just can't sit here and act like that's just an easy task for them to do. What?
0: They Morgan, they better win both. I will not, I'm not here. What what are you going to do? If they lose to the Rockets, I'm done. They j- I'm done. Oh,
1: stop! For stop. a stroke. just
0: for like Friday.
1: No, you be- can
0: do it by yourself.
1: Okay, I will. I totally would. <laughs> I totally would be like, bye. I don't need you.
0: Uh, just real fast. Let's give some love to Rory, who donated ten bucks, and Martin, who became a member yet Thanks, again. Rory. Uh,
1: Thank you guys. Appreciate it.
0: Um, Louis in the chat says, "This whole time, I thought Metu was injured. The only reason the Kings would play Holmes instead of Metu is to improve his trade value." I would push back on that. Chemeze had a good run, and then he was doing things that they didn't want him to do. They were missed defensive assignments. He was taking some bad shots. He just kind of fell out of the rotation, and that can happen sometimes. So they said, you know what? We'll we'll give Rashawn a different look. I don't think it had anything to do with, well, we'll start playing, and we get his trade value. I, I don't think that was even a thought process for Mike Brown. He's trying to just find the right guy to be that backup five. Sure. Um, let's uh, start tonight. Let's uh, bring him in real fast, and we'll get back on track. Uh, believe it or not, you guys will probably know it's Nick because his TV is up in the background yeah, super loud. What are you Nick, doing, Nick?
1: You've what? done this a 100 times. What are you
0: doing? Is this your first night chat? Huh? How you doing, Deuce? Well, Hello? I, I was better before you had your TV blaring.
2: All right. My bad. Well, I I did want to say, hey, like the uh, bean.
1: Light the the beam. beam. Light the
2: the beam. beam. How about why not? not Light light the the beam.
1: beam. Why not? Light the beam. I feel like you
0: have to choose one or the other. You can't go light the beam, light the beam, then why not? You have to do
1: this. You have to go. Why not light the beam? Why not not light Light the the beam?
2: beam. Why not? yeah. Deuce, can you play that song? Fire laser songs. I want Morgan to say it.
0: Okay. Setting me up. It's not a song, but yeah. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go.
1: Arm I the laser.
0: Excuse me, I am playing it, Nick. You do not <laughs> interrupt it. I am playing it, so you be quiet. Deal? Yes. All right.
1: Arm the laser. Arm the laser.
2: Begin laser shot. Fire the laser. Oh,
0: God, are you happy with that, Nick?
2: Yes, uh, yeah, I am. Like waiting
1: for a reaction, man. I did it just for you.
2: Yes, she did. Hey, why not? Like to be, and I'm wearing my why not shirt right now.
0: Hell yeah. All right. So, you were at the game tonight. What was it like in the building? It was Star Wars night.
2: It felt pretty good.
0: Why'd it feel so good?
2: Hey, because uh, I did see, I did hear that Darth Vader was there.
1: Yeah. Darth Vader was there. A lot of Star Wars characters, Nick. What did you like about the
2: game? Uh, it felt pretty good. It felt pretty good that the Kings beat Orlando Magic because Orlando got blown. Unfortunately, we we beat Orlando, so Houston's coming to town. We have Houston. We got to beat Houston. They're 10-30. Yeah.
0: Exactly. They're 10-30. Th- you can't lose to that team. All right, Nick, I have a question. Have you seen Star Wars?
2: Well... Uh, I've seen Star Wars before. I've been to the Star Wars thing in, in Disneyland okay. before. Okay, so that's
0: good. I, so my question for you is: if you were to be, if you could be one Star Wars character,
2: who would you Darth choose? Darth Vader. Oh, oh wow!
1: Right away, that was uh, I think
0: you're you're Chewbacca. You're like seven feet tall. Chewbacca. Yes.
2: Do yeah. you like Chew?
1: Or I mean, maybe a little
2: Han Solo-ish? Stop it. He's maybe not Han Chewbacca Han would maybe Chewbacca would sound great
0: okay all right well um
2: and and also I do want to let you guys know this Saturday uh on this Saturday I start uh Special Olympics basketball practice with Coach Carl on Saturday at NC High school so we start our first Special Olympics basketball practice hell yeah all right man we'll have fun with that we'll be doing basketball have you
1: have a lot of fun okay
2: And you'll you'll come to our practices, right? We're not coming to practice,
0: Nick. We're going to come to one of your games. We're going to come to your practice. You need to get your your game in order before I see it. Yeah, you can't have us distracting you.
2: I got to light the beam.
0: Yeah, light the beam. All right, sleep dreams.
2: Sleep dreams. All right, there's Nick. Nick. Gotta love him. Uh, Gotta love Nick.
1: I love it. I love it. Can you play the song? You play the song.
0: I love it. Nick's going to get buckets.
1: <laughs> Digital Henry. Nick be ballin'. Oh, you know. He, he he's compared balling. his game to LeBron James. So, what? Who? Nick did. When?
0: Remember when you no. asked him,
1: who would you compare your game to? And he said, LeBron. And he was shooting, he was getting buckets. I outside. thought
0: he said Zadrunas Ogaskas. Um... All right, Morgan, uh, we should get to P.J. Dozier. So, the oh, Kings yeah. signed P.J. Dozier to a 10-day contract. This is absolutely worth a look. 6'6", 6'11", wingspan. They need someone to defend. And when he played for Denver, he really grew into having a nice role. And unfortunately, November last year, he tears his ACL. He ends up getting traded near the trade deadline with Bull Bull when Denver made some moves. And jamal murray had some comments like over the summer like yeah trying to get him back he ends up going to the g league playing with the iowa wolves puts up some nice numbers and the kings go you know what we know jory fernandez knows him we know he can defend he's played a lot of games in the nba he's got some experience he got some playoff experience worth a look as a 10-day contract i like it
1: you said it low risk high reward type of move for the sacramento kings like why not right as nick would say why not so yeah i i, I just i like the activity there's the, obviously the roster spot open since waving chima moneki try it out and um see what he's going to give you obviously we're probably not going to see too many minutes may i mean depending yeah. on where you're at with the houston rockets these next two games though
0: and that's the thing i think during this stretch this is a great time exactly. if the kings handle their business They're going to probably be able to play some guys in larger minutes. Like if if they could, Fox and Sabonis aren't playing
1: a ton of minutes and hurt. Yeah, get some other guys in the fold. Exactly. No, that's what what I'm hoping to see. So um, less minutes means more rest.
0: Yeah, yeah. We should mention that tonight's podcast, by the way, presented by a New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T R Reagan. Her book is out now. It's called Such a Beautiful Family. And it's been near the top of the Amazon charts.
1: Amazon charts. A Wall Street, Street Journal, Journal huh? bestsellers list. I mean, it's just selling like hotcakes out there. I hate that. I, hate
0: I know, that. whatever. You, you just you force that like why selling like hotcakes?
1: I because old people say that. I know, but what that's something my mom would say, huh? She'd say, Let's blow this popsicle stand. And then she would be like, "Well, I don't, I don't think you could say that anymore." Oh, really?
0: Continue. Okay.
1: So, anyway, um, such a beautiful family. Tr Reagan loves writing thrillers and is really good at it so um if you enjoy really creepy stories check out some of her books you can go to amazon.com search tr reagan or you can go to her website trreagan.com.
0: we're also presented tonight by east sack fitness you're trying to get ripped yeah this is the place you need to go East Sac Fitness. Morgan, they've got classes galore, right? Yoga, spin, functional fitness.
1: Anything that your little heart desires. But what's your favorite
0: part? What's your favorite part about East Sac Fitness? I know.
1: Oh, um, I mean, I love the treadmill in the recovery room.
0: Recovery room is where it's going. (laughs) Yeah, the recovery room. you got the cold plunge. you got the sauna.
1: Oh, my God. It's so nice, especially when I am weak because I haven't been consistently working out. But that's why whenever I come here, I always feel comfortable. It's not intimidating to get back into a routine. I love going to ESAC Fitness.
0: Yeah, go to esacfitness.com or give them a call today. Esacfitness.com. And their phone number is 916-599-3181. Appreciate everyone supporting the Deuce and Mo podcast. And if you want to partner with the Deuce and Mo podcast, you just need to hit us up. Go to deuceandmoe.com. Click on contact. Like, I want my business to be heard about from all the deuce bags and morons around the world. Well, reach out to us and maybe we can work something out. Just go to deuceandmoe.com slash contact.
1: Hey, appreciate it.
0: Um, Morgan? Yes. Any other thoughts? On the day, what we witnessed with the Kings tonight?
1: Um. No, I, I just, I enjoyed watching some good basketball being executed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, shots falling make life so much easier. Yes. But, but there's also a lot that goes into those shots falling, which was the movement without the basketball, which was the passing, which was guys becoming these true threats that defenses have to pay so much attention to them and allows other shots to be open and other things to be better on the offensive end for this King squad. I just loved loved watching this game.
0: 39 assists in this game for the Kings on 52 made shots. Exactly. And the two guys we talked about earlier, Fox and Sabonis, who, you know, aren't scoring their typical like 20, 25 points tonight. They combined for 17 of those assists. Yeah. That's a great number. It's a, it's a, and obviously the number is going to be higher when you're making shots, but the ball movement was there and it was doing it in the ways that I think Mike Brown wants, which get into the paint. Hey, Sabonis, get some touches in the paint. Let's keep it moving. Fox attack. Fox generates so much attention, especially tonight. Orlando was really focused on Fox anytime he was trying to get into the paint. And Fox read things well. It allowed him to find Metu in the dunker spot, allowed him to find cutters, guys open in the corner for three. There was good stuff.
1: And even if it did affect his game a little bit or he was just having an off night... It was fine because you had other guys step up, and that's exactly what we've seen in some of these better wins from the Kings this season are not only the second unit, but just other guys having those moments, having those nights. Harrison Barnes with that big night tonight.
0: Uh, the other rookie that we were kind of watching tonight, Paulo Banquero, It's kind of a quiet night, 17 points, eight rebounds, four assists. But those, We say quiet because he's been just on the absolute yeah. terror. He played 32 minutes. He's going to win rookie of the year. God, he's good, man. He's, he just doesn't look like, that's the best compliment you can give a rookie. You don't look like a rookie. You look like you've been playing in the league for a few years. It's
1: not only his body size. It's also the way that he carries himself on the floor, the way that he goes to the basket, the way that he stops and pops for a jump shot. Like So smooth, but also so dominant, so big. Super impressed always with watching him.
0: Orlando's, you know, they're obviously bad right now. They're 15 and 26, but they're not supposed to be good, right? Like, that's the other thing you have to remember. And when I look at their talent, I'm like, God, I really like Franz Wagner. Ben stud and a half. Mm-hmm. Wendell Carter's been really good for them, too. Fultz, yeah. kind of a resurgent year for him. He's actually being healthy. He's healthy for once. Now he's getting healthy, playing some good defense. He had 16 points on 8 of 10 tonight. Yeah. They have some, I I mean, I'm a big Jalen Suggs fan, even though he's been kind of banged up. You see what they have here and what they're trying to build. They're going to have another high draft pick this year. They're going to be, they should be pretty good in the next couple of years.
1: Absolutely. I mean, especially when you've watched them this season in what they're able to accomplish with something that's brand new to them. Youth, um, playing together, all those different things. And I think when you have, a roster full of such long players and young players, they're willing to be molded into this modern-day NBA style of play.
0: Yeah, they've got size. We didn't even mention Bol Bol, who did not play. He's, oh, I thought uh, still you mentioned sick. him for some reason. No, yeah. I, earlier tonight. Oh, okay, I'm okay, we, yeah. Just in that whole rundown of young players and training players. Uh, before we go, we got to hear from Jordy Fernandez after this game when he awarded the defensive player of the game chain, as you mentioned earlier, to Chimeze Metsu. Here's... How that went down uh, tonight after the Kings win. I'm struggling with this tonight. I went play and it muted again. No, because I
1: saw you didn't actually click unmute.
0: Okay. Here's Jordy Fernandez. A guy that came off the bench, loaded to the ball, trapped the box box twice, went
1: vertical two times, grabbed nine rebounds overall, six defensive rebounds. All right, Messi.
0: Okay, I'm, awesome moment. Awesome moment. Just from a pure production standpoint, Morgan. You wouldn't hear the, the music? Hearing the music in the background, I thought there was other music being played. I was clicking out a tab. Thought, I thought that was me, and they added music. I'm going to say it's Unnecessary.
1: I you want the, the authentic I moment. I want to hear
0: the noise. I want to hear people talking.
1: Maybe there was cussing or something. I don't care. I well maybe there were other things that you can't say that were there.
0: Okay. Well, Chemeze Metu gets the defensive player of the game award, and good for him.
1: I'm so happy for him, and I love I I love that moment, and I love being able to see the guys just like even reaction <laughs> actually pretty funny. Yeah, me me. I mean, come on, me. It's super cool. I I think it's always no matter what and how many teams want to make fun of the beam and so many things. The team chemistry, the morale, keep it going in that direction. Yes.
0: So healthy. No, it's been really good. It's been really fun to see the bond. And it just shows you when guys who aren't playing end up coming in and contributing. I think it's really cool. Hey, we appreciate everyone joining us tonight. We're going to be back live again Wednesday night following Kings and Rockets. Can't wait to be at Gold 1 Center for that game. 50 Cent will be in the building. Oh, Again. Can't wait. Yeah. Aren't you a big 50 Cent?
1: Yeah. yeah, you can find me in the club. I'm kidding. I'm joke. That, that's a joke, obviously. I just wish you
0: could have sold that. I'll joke.
1: take you to the candy shop.
0: Candy shop was great. Yeah. What about twenty-one questions.
1: Um, girl, <laughs> mm. <laughs> can you can wanna hold me down. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: What's the one? Uh oh my god. There's a 150 cent song. that's so good. I can't remember it right now. Um, God, we sound old. Yeah,
1: we, we do. Said, no, we sound really old.
0: <laughs> We're, hey, guys, everyone that's here late night, just do me a favor. Pretend this last minute, d- it didn't happen. Yeah. We delete, just delete We're this so from cool. your memory. It did not happen. Hey, Kings and Rockets coming up. Yeah. On Wednesday night, we'll be live after the game. Can't wait. We love you guys so, so, so much. But we got to go.
1: You're all so badass for being here. Seriously, appreciate it so much on days like this. Thank you, guys. Have a good rest of your night. Yeah. Deuce
2: and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The
1: podcast that you
2: know. Deuce and mo.